Hello, welcome to Circle of Women Leaders podcast. I'm Karen Barner, your host. I want to talk today. It's going to kind of be raw. This is something I don't normally do. I, don't, I talk about myself, but it's kind of superficial. I don't go really deep on it. But I feel like maybe it's time. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and she's like, you know, you're a CEO. You did all this stuff, but nope. Hi, welcome to Circle of Women Leaders podcast. I'm Karen Barner, your host. I want to talk today about something that's raw. That's something that I don't necessarily like to talk about, you know, the broken pieces. But I feel that um, by not talking about it, I'm not sure I'm being a supportive coach and a mentor as I, as I want to be. You know, we all have broken pieces. We all have challenges in our life. You know, I was born into kind of a very dysfunctional family. My mother was a very brittle diabetic, so we never knew one minute to the next about her health. My dad drank a lot. He um, was a man's man. He went to work in the steel mills. He did really well. He worked his way up into management. Um, but on the weekends, he'd come home. He'd golf with his friends. He'd play football. I didn't really know my father. In fact, when my father passed and we were sitting at the funeral home, I realized that the funeral home director knew my dad better than I did. And I just found that kind of fascinating. But like I said, he drank a lot. And he liked when I would drink with him, so he'd have a drinking buddy. So that's hence my lifelong issues with alcohol. And we found out once my, we moved my mother into an assist living community that she, because she was a brittle diabetic, she was always taking meds and she was drinking a lot too, which we never realized through our whole childhood. So I basically had two alcoholic parents, which you know, for not of three children, I'm the only one who drank, the other two never drank, which is fascinating. But you know, you have all this dysfunctions taking place. And then you know, you throw in some sexual trauma and there's a lot of, I don't deserve it, I'm not good enough, that churn and burn within. And then by virtue of being at the exact right place at the right time, and I, do, I did put myself there to be. I mean, I worked hard to get there. So it wasn't like I was just kind of sitting in the corner and somebody pulled me off the bench and said, come on. I worked my ass off to get there. But when I got ready to start Arizona Alpha and they needed a CEO, they looked at me and said, you can be the CEO. And absolutely, I was excited. I've been here for 26 years founder, CEO, I built the organization where well, we all have built the organization into our powerful assist living organization. It has a lot of influence at the legislature. We're getting ready to do our conference next week with 500 of our closest friends. But it has been a personal struggle. Building the organization and that, that was easy to me. That was intuitive. It was fixing the broken pieces on the fly. That was a challenge. And if you looked at my library at home, I think I have every personal development book there is. And let me tell you, they pretty much all say the same thing. They just say it in different ways. But I couldn't figure out why I was so dysfunctional. Why did I drink all the time? Why was I eating? And why, and this took me years to answer, was I always surrounded by negative people, by critical people. I had board members that were just not nice people. They would just feel they were obligated to say, you know, you're not a leader, you're, you're what is it? You're, there's a duck and an eagle, and you're a duck, you're not a, you're not a leader. Um, I had board members who, like, who had this, we got this grant money, and they had this grandiose plan, and it's like, you go execute this. You go buy a house and turn it into a caregiver training home. That'd be great if I knew anything about buying a house or converting it into a caregiver training program. So I felt through my whole career that it was one failure after another. And I made the mistake of not having a great support system around me. I had friends, and I mean, I had a couple that were very supportive, but I needed to have more support women. And that's why I started Circle of Women Leaders, 
so we could support one another. Because as you get older and you start looking back, you know, as I tell people, I have, I have less years ahead of me in this job than I have behind me. So you start kind of looking forward and you think, you know, could I have done a better job? And the answer is absolutely. But I never knew how to ask for help. And that is such a female issue. We never asked for help. I didn't know how. Because I felt if I asked for help, I, w I was being weak. That I was telling him I can't do this job. And this job meant the world to me. I love this job. I think this job is the greatest job in the world. But when I, when I think back of how great this organization could have been, and how great as a woman that I could have been, if I wouldn't have been mirrored in fear. And so many of us are. Do you know that 80% of women out there think they're not good enough? And it's like another 70, 75% think they don't deserve great things. We all have this programming from childhood that we're stuck with, and most of us don't even know we're running the script. I mean, I'm so grateful for the day that I learned about Debbie Ford and shadow work, because I started doing shadow work so I could try to figure out what was churning within me. I, why was I always mediocre? And that's a hard thing to say about yourself, to say I was always mediocre. I was always in the middle of the pack because I was so afraid of standing out because when you stood out in my family, there's trauma involved. You know, my mother would yell at me, my dad would, well, my dad pretty much, you know, he didn't pay a lot of attention to me just because, again, he was a man's man and I'm not excusing it, it's just how he was. He was a great dad, he was attentive when, he needed, when I was in trouble. But, um, you know, so I, I was afraid to stand out. And all three of us are kind of like this. I mean, when I look at my siblings, we're all kind of made from the same cloth where we kind of, you know, stand back. All three of us are very successful. All three of us have done very well in life. But I look at the three of us and I think, man, we could have been so great if we would have figured out how to eliminate all the crap from our childhood. How to make sense out of something that doesn't make sense. You know, how to make sense that, you know, I would be up in my bedroom, we lived in, we had a three-story home, and I'd be upstairs in my bedroom, my dad would joke, hey, I'm Karen, and I'd come running down, it's like, oh, he wants to talk to you, okay, I'd run down, he'd say, hey, can you grab me a beer? Now, the family all thought that was funny, and as a kid, I thought that was funny, until I got older, and I thought, you know what, that's kind of bullshitty. That wasn't funny, but it's how we were raised. My point in this long story is, the reason why I started coaching women is because I, I want them to understand that they probably have scratched the surface of how great you can be. I mean, I realized at this point, and in fact, I was talking over the weekend, I was, um, our conference, like I said, is next weekend, I was talking to somebody and I was trying on an outfit. And um, I looked at the person, I said, how's it look? And you know, he's like, yeah, it looks okay. I'm like, no, I don't want okay, I want bam. I want bam, because this is Karen 3.0. This is the most improved version of myself. I had the epiphany at the side of the road, which I talked about in other podcasts, where I was sitting out a storm and when I pulled my car out, I was a completely different person. It was just like I, I got downloads from God and I didn't realize it till later, just saying, you know, it's okay, you can be that person. You can be that coach for women. You know, you've written two books, write another book. Decide what you want and go after it. But at your core, you're a healer. So, and then, you know, the next month I hit my head and have a concussion, so all I could do is sit and think. I've had like three or four months where it was just sitting and pondering. And in the pondering, I quit drinking. I had dry January and I've probably had maybe three drinks since then. I drank a lot because I was always trying to run. And when I drank, I felt invincible. And that, I mean, when people drink, they drink because they're running from something and alcohol makes them feel something else. So 
when I would drink, I was invincible. I was, this, I was the person that I wanted to be, but I couldn't get there because I had all this crap I had to deal with. And so I have really been dealing with it, working hard and redoing shadow work on myself. I've redone my shadow work coaching program. I've coached a couple of women since then and seen amazing changes. You've got to look at the broken pieces and that's not fun. It's hard. It's hard to look at the broken pieces. It's hard to look at your family and say, wow, maybe our parents weren't the best parents. <laughs> maybe they really weren't meant to have children. I mean, that's what the three of us always joke and say, they were, they were the two that were meant never to have children. They were partiers. They were partiers at their core. They wanted to just go party. You know, and I was a child that passed that on. My, my brother and sister, I don't think my sister probably has a beer once a year. I'm not sure my brother drinks at all. But we all have our dysfunctions. And this is a really, really long way of, of saying that you've got to start fixing the broken pieces. You've got to take the time to understand why you do what you do. Because you have greatness. You may, you know, I've, I've coached clients that have called me and been like, you know what? I'm not even in the right job. And I coach CEOs and COOs and divisionals. I coach people high up the food chain. And I'll be like, what do you mean? They're like, this isn't the job for me. And as women, we end up taking a lot of jobs because it was the only job we could find, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and even now, because you have to raise the children and you have to do all this stuff. And then we wake up one day and realize this isn't who I am. I mean, I woke up one day and realized I could have been an amazing CEO. I could have taken Arizona off at unbelievable heights if I wouldn't have been so fearful if I would have learned how to say no. I never learned how to say no. So when people would come with these, these stupid ideas and say, Karen, go execute it, I would try to execute it. But either I, I just, it was something either was out of my skill set to execute or it really wasn't part of our mission and we'd realize two months later, oh, that was done, we're not gonna do that. So I didn't learn how to say no. I didn't learn how to put myself first. You know, I can remember being in Disneyland with my family where they were upstairs in a hotel room and I was down in the lobby sending an email, this is back when faxes, you know, faxing stuff to somebody. I was on vacation. For years I took my phone, I was, you know, you call, I'm there, I'm there. How crazy is that? So I, I had to stop that. I had to learn how to have a support system, a, a Karen support system. Every woman out there listening, you need to have your inner circle of women that you can count on. That, that if you go out and you have your, um, what was it on Cheers with Norm, you have your milk bone underwear and everybody's biting your butt. When you have those days, you need to have that core group of women that you can call up and say, man, I just had my lunch handed to me at this meeting or I just, you know, I was down at the legislature and oh, I testified and it didn't go well. Whatever, you need to have somebody that can be like, it went really well. You think it didn't go well, but let's work on that. Let's pick you up. Let's, let's lift you up. I wish I would have had that. I wish I would have understood, and this is part of shadows, that the people you attract, you attract like attracts like. So if you're a critical person, which I never thought I was, I thought I was more of an encourager, but if you're a critical person, you attract criticism. If you're somebody that empowers people to criticize you because of self-love, and I'm not about, it, it has taken me years to even start liking myself, much less loving myself, then you're gonna surround yourself with those people. You've gotta learn, you gotta look at who's around you. Even if it's job related, even if it's job related, you look around at who's around you and say, okay, 
you, 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 and you. And I, I mean, every time I think about this, I think that the two or three people that were just, oh, God, they were so negative, um, that I would have been able to say, shut up. But I never knew I could say, shut up. Don't be like this. I, I, can't, I can't have this in my life. You know, either we have to come to some kind of agreement that you're not going to criticize every freaking thing I do, or one of us has to go. Because you deserve to have people around you that support you, that encourage you, that when you give them ideas, they don't go right away to rip them apart. They take time and listen and say, hey, that's a good idea. The next thing is when you find that person that, that supports you, and I did finally find that person, then when something goes south, make them your first phone call. We had a bad episode here in 2019. It took me years to recover from it. But I had somebody I could call and say, hey, this is what happened. I actually had two people. One was a social worker and the other was a fellow CEO. And I called the social worker and said, should I be nervous? And she's like, oh, hell yeah. You need to lock the door and you need to get the hell out of there. And with the CEO, he's like, I'll take care of this, Karen. You take care of yourself. I will get my HR team. I will do this, this, and this. That's who you have to have around you all the time. There's people that when you call them and throw out a white flag, they are there to help you. Because everybody else is just kind of like, well, maybe it was your fault. Maybe, maybe that, you created that. It was, very few people said to me, wow, that was bad. You know, I don't know what happened, but that was bad. Are you okay? It was always like, well, do you think that person's okay? Why do you think that happened? Because that's the people I, I allowed around me. Because the other thing I didn't learn how to do is say, shut the fuck up. And I don't usually cuss on this, but shut the fuck up. If you don't know what you're talking about, stay in your lane. If you're going to talk behind my back, stay in your lane. But as a CEO, I didn't know this. And I know this sounds like, I, I mean, I hope this is helping you. I, don't, I, want this, I want this to be grievance-filled because it's not. I want you not to make the same mistakes I made. I want you to take the time to heal your shadows. I want you to take the time to step into who you really are and understand that you deserve to be as great as you want to be. Greatness awaits you. We're just so afraid of it. And when I look back at the missed opportunities because I was so afraid of being seen, I was so afraid of, of what people would think of the judgment of other people, of making a mistake, that I played small for so long. I would have people encourage me, hey, Karen, you really need to do some speaking. And I would speak at our conference, and people would be like, oh, my God, that was fantastic, all this stuff. And I'd walk away and think, oh, they're just saying that to make me feel good. Because there would always be that one or two people who was like, that sucked. So this is a really long way to say, learn how to say no. Learn how to only have positive people in your inner circle. You're going to have the critical folk out there, especially if you're in leadership. There's nothing you can do. It's a part of being a leader. But you've got to have a strong self-esteem. You've got to have a strong, this is who I am. And I struggled in that area. But once I understood this is who I am and this is what I want to do and this is what I want to be, Karen Barner 3.0 was happened since October. I'm much more comfortable in my skin. I'm much more comfortable saying no. I have a board member that wants to do an event in four weeks. On top of us doing this huge conference. And I really sat with it and I thought, could you pull it off? Because if not, you've got to say no. And I'm 80% sure we can pull it off, but I'm still waiting. But I won't hesitate this time to say no. Either back it up a couple weeks because I might travel schedule and everything going on. 
learned these lessons. And if you have questions, please let me know because this is a circle of women leaders. I want you guys to feel empowered to say whatever. I want you guys to have a safe space that I wish I would have had, a safe space that you can call, you know, we can fill up the circle. You know, we have a group on Facebook, a free group called Circle of Women Leaders, where we can ask each other questions, and it's safe, a safe place. Be who you were born to be. Stop worrying about judgment. Stop worrying about not being good enough, not deserving. Stop worrying about all that. And you do that by taking the time to heal your shadows. And I promise you guys, shadow work is amazing. And I'm not telling you this because I do shadow work. I am the product of shadow work. I have lost 80, 85 pounds in the past couple years because I realized that weight's a protection. Weight is so you don't want to be seen. And I want to be seen. This Karen 3.0 wants to be seen. This Karen has a lot to say. This Karen can help so many women out there not repeat the patterns that I repeated. I hope this helped. Um, if you have any comments, let me know. If you have any topics you want me to talk about, let me know. Just understand that you were born to be great, that you have this blue rose locked inside you. Everybody has this blue rose. It's your greatness. It's your enlightenment. It's your enchantment. And as you peel back the pieces of it, you find out who you are. That's what I want to help you. I want you to step in and, and admit. Most of us know what our calling is. Most of us understand that. We understand what our calling is. We're just so afraid of it because we're, we're afraid that we could be that great. I promise you, you can be that great more. Have a great day. If you have any comments, let me know. Here's to you finding your blue rose. And check out my Circle of Women Leaders on Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn. I do a lot of stuff over on LinkedIn because my market, obviously, is professional, successful women. Have a great day, y'all.